0: Hi people and hello my Chilicon carnage crew. It's been a while since I've done one of these, but this is a reaction video It's been a while because well, I got a copyright claim and I decided to hold off on it for just a little bit and Wait for the copyright claim to just time out So finally to celebrate the uh, copyright claim going in null and void I am deciding to do a reaction video where I could possibly get a claim (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know how this will go, but yeah, so that's why I've been held, holding off on doing some reaction videos, I guess, recently, but, you know, uh, here we go, we'll see how we go, and I'll probably just play it a bit more cautiously moving forward. This video that I want to do moving on is from Bradley Hall, uh, he's a fantastic YouTuber, recommend going to check out his channel, link will be below as well, in regards to his original video, this one is the 30, uh, sorry, what is it? the most iconic, uh, best, best and worst, sorry, things of each of these 30 iconic metal bands. So, let's dig into this video. Alright, the best and worst things about each of these 30 iconic metal bands. Let's see how we go. Of course, we're going to start off with Metallica. Easy target. Here we go. Metallica,
1: even though Sabbath invented metal, without a doubt no other band on the planet has helped shape the genre as much as
0: Metallica have. That's true, yes. Metallica is probably the biggest uh, metal band in existence. You know, uh, their fan base is just Numerous. There are so many fans when it comes to Metallica. Oh, good. I just chose this. <laughs> the background. I just noticed in Kirk there, uh, who had his birthday recently. Happy birthday, Kirk. I think he turned sixty. Uh, but yes, they have shaped metal pretty much second only to Black Sabbath. So fair point in regards to. It's this hard matter. to believe the Kirk
1: Hammett that was on the classic albums is the same Kirk Hammett that played on the last two records. Sounds like he <laughs> really can't be bothered anymore.
0: Yep. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a, uh, that's, that's a sour note to go on. It's true. Kirk is, his style anyway, he's just been pretty much relying on that wow, uh, the wah wow sound effect for, oh god, the last couple of albums anyway. Everything since, like, Black Album. And, yeah, it's it's kind of disappointing, but then again, I mean, everything since the Black Album has been various styles of the band that I find interesting, you know, they're not stale, they're not one-dimensional, Load, Reload, what for its faults has quite a, you know, difference to it, so, yeah, fair point, case, (laughs) fair point, yes, you know, you go back to the early 80s stuff and you're like, shit, this is Kirk, and then you go past the 90s stuff, you're like, shit, is this Kirk? So, fair point.
1: Megadeth, Megadeth. Blust in Peace is the greatest metal album ever made, and the band's history of lead
0: guitarists is unmatched. Um, I beg to differ. (laughs) But it is a very good, yes, it's a very good album, but I would not call it the best metal album ever made. don't know what I would, actually, but definitely not that one.
1: Besides their classic 90s albums, Dave Mustaine's vocals are completely unlisted.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's very, um, yeah, Dave's vocals have very much so gone downhill and I think mean, it's pretty obvious uh particularly on his most recent album I don't know how many takes or how much editing was required his vocals were just not there uh, he also did suffer uh, didn't he have throat can? yeah he had throat cancer recently so I mean let's just face it you know Dave's not gonna sound anywhere near like he did back in the 90s he's still got that anger with him he's still got that passion but yeah look Dave is not He's, he's past his prime, that's for sure. Alright.
1: Besides their classic 90s albums, Dave Mustaine's vocals are completely unlistenable.
0: Lamb of God, you can't deny that they have some of the best riffs in metal. Yep, they do have some incredible riffs. Um, I've seen them, I God, actually. They opened for Metallica for the Death Magnetic Tour, and yeah, I managed to catch a few of their songs laid to rest and stuff like that. Eleventh Hour um, was the first album I got of theirs. I've still got to get around to listening to their recent album. I did not have time to review it, if that's what you're wondering. Um, so yeah, I've really got to go into it. I think I checked out one of their songs from the album, the single I did a reaction to it. Uh, but I really need to get back into that one. I haven't heard anything out of that latest album. Alright.
1: There's not all that much variation between their songs.
0: Yeah. So there's only so much you can listen to before they get... I was going to make that point. Yeah, there's not much variation. You can go between... You can go to, like, their best of on Spotify or something. You know, this is Lamb of God, for example. And you play ten songs and be like... Wait, that was ten songs? I thought it was all the same. Yeah, it gets very similar very often. And... That's, I guess, like I was saying back to Metallica. You know, they varied it up and changed it up. And, yeah, the fans might say, oh, everything past Black Album sucks. But at least it doesn't sound the same. You know, Lamb of God, for 20 years, it just sounds like all of it's the same. Anyway, I'm sure I'll get hate on that one.
1: Get a bit boring. Slayer, they're one of those few bands that are so legendary that
0: their reputation and cultural status holds more weight than their actual music. I'm going to guess... The negative, they'll say, is the guitar solos. I'm just going on a guess there. But yes, Slayer's reputation precedes them. They are just mammoths within the industry, of course. Uh, I caught Slayer at their last tour in Australia at the Download Festival 2019. Absolutely incredible mosh pit to be part of. (laughs) you know that surge when they played angel of death was just incredible and just everything about the concert was amazing you know tom reyes stood around for probably 15 minutes after um, while everyone was just applauding what they had just seen Uh, they have such a reputation and i think they did choose a good time to get out because, you know, Repentless was one of their best albums. They had put out at least their best album probably in the last 20, 25 years. And I, you know what? I, I would probably say it's in maybe their top three albums of all time. So to put out that last album and then just say, yeah, we're done. Fair call to the lads, you know. Um, let's see what the negative is.
1: They had already lost their shock value by the
0: 90s and quickly turned into a parody of themselves. (laughs) Okay, not the thing, not the angle I thought it was. I thought they were going to say something about the solos, which are pretty simplistic, and that is a true thing, seriously. But uh, yeah, shock value by the 90s, yeah. There's only so much shock you can do for a decade, I guess, you know, when when your angle is you know, hell awaits, and you move on to rain in blood, you know, <laughs> there's only so much shock, you look forward to the next millennium, for example, and Marilyn Manson was the next shock, it wasn't blood and gore, it was, you know, this androgynous individual on an album cover, where you can't tell if it was a man or a woman, and shit, you know, the <laughs> how that how that would come back decades later would be, I um, guess, interesting in this day and age, but, you know, like, it's <laughs> moss doesn't grow on a rolling stone you know there's always another thing there's another edge you know madonna was shocking in the 80s madonna is not shocking now lady gaga and all them were shocking now they're not it's always something that just it's always pushing the boundary so yeah that was always going to be the case i guess
1: slipknot it's impressive how they managed to take such an extreme genre
0: bending sound mm-hmm. but still somehow make it pretty commercial and accessible that's very true. Yep, Slip not have created a sound that's tiptoeing the lines of... Ah, uh, shit, so many genres. You know, I don't want to say anything that'll get me bombarded, but almost death metal in areas. Almost, I mean, it's very heavy metal. It is pretty much heavy metal. But, uh, you know, like, the early stuff was new waver, Uh, Sorry, new metal. Um, some of their stuff can just get into just guttural screams and stuff and it's like like um what like they just said there the gen the genres that they just come into here are just kind of tiptoeing on the edge so and to make it accessible fantastic you know if this is your band that got you into other bands all power to you i mean you know metallica was my band that got me into other bands nothing wrong with what you want to listen to and yeah you know it's not still a kick-ass band Despite their recent album.
1: Corey Taylor is probably one of the most truly, truly unbearable people on the planet. Black-
0: <laughs> okay, there's. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a very opinionated musician, let's just say that. Sabbath. They were the first band to play metal as we recognize it today. Very true, they created heavy metal, no argument about that.
1: The way Ozzy always sang in unison with the guitar riff sounds incredibly dumb. Iron Maiden.
0: <laughs> it was the style <laughs> you look at rock in the 70s and i guess that's just how it was now and uh, i don't know i mean that guy has just gone through so much over the decades <laughs> i got no i got nothing against i got nothing to add to that Aiden.
1: nothing comes close to their run
0: of albums in the 80s complete classic metal perfection they- up until about the point of, uh oh, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. I just didn't like it after that. Yep, highly controversial, but I don't know. Somewhere back in time, Seven Son of a Seven Son. Eh. But they did have, a, what, like five albums there, and it was just amazing. All right, what do they say here? They really need to stop this horrible phase of trying to be a
1: prog band and just go back to writing some nice, catchy bangers.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yes, and that's the point I made on my recent review of Senjutsu, They just did. What is it? They that album was like a hundred minutes long. It goes over two discs if you're buying physical media. Um, all these songs are like ten minutes in excess. Um, you know, even even the the Book of Souls was another album that was. I like the Book of Souls. That was a really good album. But sometimes they, they just kind of feel a bit lost, you know what, I mean, it was it was interesting because I was listening to Iron Maiden just earlier today, you know, Ghost of the Navigator, and I feel like when Bruce Dickinson came back for that second wave of um, Iron Maiden, it, it's almost this perfect Brave New World, uh, it's almost that perfect comeback album, you know, they didn't try to be too proggy, which is what they would do eventually, down the line you know dance of death and all that passiondale passion a mad song but some of these songs they just crap on for a couple of you know 16 minutes some of them and you're like okay you guys did tiptoe it back in the day but you only tried it once uh so yeah very very true just just write some simple five minute bangers boys i know you can do it please children of bottom they were a true i got I haven't listened to much Children of
1: Bottom, so I don't know how much I can add to this. Truly really unique and original band with insanely talented musicians and songwriting ability. I'll take your word for it. Unfortunately, Alexi's musical talents didn't
0: translate over into lyrical writing, to say the least. I'll take your word for it again. I really need to listen to Children of Bottom. I don't know. Gojira, one of the most... Oh, here we go. <laughs> most
1: instantly recognisable bands of the modern era
0: and an extremely exciting band to see live. And I'll be seeing them live in a week's time, or by the time this thing pops out in probably three or four days uh, at the download festival so I am super keen to be seeing Gajira. Uh Deftones will be performing there as well I'm hoping not at the same time because I'm going to make a very tough decision on which band to see but I would love to go see Gojira because holy moly they like you said one of the most recognizable bands yes their riffs their sound and it's very hard to be recognizable in this day and age uh, when everyone's trying everything I guess so yep Very much so, I can't wait to see them live.
1: Something about their music is lost when just casually listening to them at home or on headphones. They really need to be seen live or listened to on a huge audio system.
0: Okay, fair note. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I I disagree. (laughs) I guess when I'm listening to them, I pay attention. (laughs) Avenged
1: Sevenfold. These guys- Uh, Yeah, this will be interesting. To some of the best songwriters and producers in metal and helped make flashy guitar playing cool again.
0: I've only listened to, like, one or two of their albums, to be honest. And that was the, um... Nightmare album. I'm trying to think. That's, uh um... the one with the Dream Theater drum. Mike, Mike Portney performed drumming duties after the death of their previous uh, drummer. And that was the reason why I listened to that album. Because of that. You know, Mike Portney, amazing drummer, coming up with this amazing band. Uh, so that was pretty much the only reason. And I, lo- I did love that album. They had some kick-ass songs. After that, yeah, they, they did all right. But it's not really one I've just paid attention to, unfortunately. Someone I knew was a massive fan of uh, Avenged Sevenfold. So if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> Those stage names are absolutely atrocious and belong in some corny amateur Twilight fan fiction. Stage names? I'm guessing, what, stage names? What are they talking about? Like band names or something? I don't know. Tool, the band have an incredible (laughs) artistic vision and
1: have made some of the best music videos of all time. Very true. If you're not jacked up on hallucinogens, then their music is incredibly snoozeworthy. <laughs> Shut up.
0: <laughs> Them's fighting words. No, it's not. I'm sorry, but... I'm just going to sound like that angry Tool fan that disagrees with everything that you say, but that is complete and utter bullshit. 46-2, <laughs> come on now. I mean... Oh, that is such a generic statement. Oh Whatever, I'm gonna sound like an Angry Tool fan. I'm not. It's not true. Just simple prison sex. Come on now How can he not like 46 and 2 prison sex opiate? Uh, I mean right in 2 the build-up is insane on that one You know 10,000 days the whole jamubi, you know, I mean that whole album uh, God anyway, I disagree Dragon Force they injected a m- wanky guitar solos <laughs> I'm betting.
1: Much-needed dose of fun into the metal world, and helped make Guitar Shred popular again.
0: Yeah, they, they did, look. When Dragon Force was in Guitar Hero, everyone was like, holy shit, have you played that song on Extremely Yard? Like, no one can do it 100%, and yeah, it's a joke. But anyway.
1: The excitement they created at their peak has long since worn off, and kind of sounds like they've been running on empty
0: for many years now. Well, I, to be honest, I don't think I've listened to an entire Dragon Force album, I just. I mean through the fire and flames or whatever that song is it's like it's a cool song it was a song i listened to you know back because it was on that game but after that i just never really got into them so yeah i don't know and it, it, shredding bands are not my thing you know uh, for example what is it the review i did on Envy malmstein is just a shredder and i don't particularly appreciate the style it's not, m- not my style, shredding. I don't like it. Um, it's very nuanced style. I, b- I prefer... you know, more emotion when it comes to guitar solos. Anyway. Now, Mastodon, I on- oh,
1: Gonna hit a nerve here. Honestly, can't think of any other band besides Metallica who have created so many legendary guitar riffs.
0: Okay. Yeah. They do have some very epic guitarists, oh, I don't want to know what the con's gonna be, I don't want to know. They're a
1: textbook example of how purposefully diluting your sound to try and reach a wider audience is a
0: terrible idea. Uh, fair point actually, cause, yeah, um, their recent album just wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, it was a long album, and I remember I was trying to listen to it on a long drive home and i was just fatigued not from the long drive but from the album you know 15 songs like five minutes a piece and i'm just like fuck fuck this fuck this skip 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 you know and it was there's a reason why i made a playlist of just 10 songs from that album i don't care about five of the tracks that's one third of that recent album uh the recent l the other ones before that though You know what, I haven't gone back to it in a while, so, yeah, they're kind of getting a bit generic. Fair point. Fair point there, yeah. They used to, they used to be borderline, um, pushing trends and stuff like that. I still think that they haven't made any bad albums. They've done only good albums, but the recent ones have been a bit... eh. Opeth Opeth is another band of... I only listen to a little bit of one could touch this band at their peak in the two
1: thousands. I can't think of many other bands who have written six near perfect albums in a row. It-
0: Black Sabbath <laughs> Just trying to think of one, sorry. Six near perfect albums in a row. Anyway. Um wasn't a big Opeth fan. I mean, the thing is, you've just missed the entire 90s era of the band as well, and they've gone through a fair f- bit of stylistic changes. So I wonder if they're going to bring that up in the next point. It
1: was a huge middle finger to their fan base when there they did a go. U-turn on their style after Watershed and decided to become an overly self-indulgent 70s role-play band. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that was around about the time that they changed producer to um Oh shit Stephen wilson i know he produced a few of their albums and that influenced um his band's style porcupine tree changed it to a much more heavier uh ch- style sorry with like fear of blank planet and stuff like that and i think in turn they also shifted their style a little bit they i mean I hope is one of those unique bands because there's like jekyll and hyde you've got like the, the uh, super aggressive metal side of them and then you got the acoustic-y clean vocal side of them and that's what I find so interesting about them because like I only ever I think I've only ever played one or two albums in full and I, I don't know which albums are the which you know, and it's kind of like, what, what am I going to get when I listen to them? <laughs> I, I think there's some playlists out there by some people who have done, like, acoustic Opeth and then metal Opeth, and, you know, depending on how I feel, like, it's like, oh, maybe I feel like acoustic side, maybe I feel like the metal side, you know? And I think the album I first bought of this was Coil. I don't think it was Watershed. Anyway, got it for, like, $2 at a petrol station.
1: A sugar, probably the biggest brain musicians on the planet.
0: Yeah, then... <laughs> They're certainly next level with their thinking.
1: They influenced a whole legion of awful,
0: awful copycat bands. <laughs> <laughs> who? <laughs> Comment below. I don't know what you, they're referring... I don't know who in particular they're referring to. I can't... Like, Devin Townsend? Because he was around the same time as Miss Sugar. I don't know who in particular. But anyway. Behemoth. Their music videos are... F- Oof, Behemoth is going to be interesting, um, I've seen them live too, interesting, actually, I didn't even hear their music, I saw them live performing and I'm like, oh my god, these guys are wickedly awesome. (laughs) Then I went back and listened to Wolves of Siberia, very good album.
1: Fucking amazing, and the band's aesthetic is super cool. They take themselves far too seriously and often come across unintentionally funny because of it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, when you wear corpse paint on on stage. Yeah, you're gonna be like that a bit. Oh, Ramstein. Here we go. Ramstein.
1: Probably one of the least likely success stories in metal. How a (laughs) German-speaking band managed to make industrial music a major mainstream
0: success is an incredible feat in itself. Yeah, they kind of did the Slipknot before Slipknot did the Slipknot. (laughs) Commercial access to industrial German-speaking metal. That is quite a story unto itself. If Ramstein was made into a film, that would be sick. <laughs> Screw Bohemian Rhapsody. I want to see Mein Teal. <laughs> what would be the name of the bloody movie? Mein Teal? Seriously. Mein du hast. Du hast mein music. I don't know, here we go.
1: If the band doesn't click with you, then their music probably sounds like, completely
0: ridiculous. <laughs> and the visuals too. If you go to their bloody stage, you're gonna get burnt. You're gonna get third degree burns if you're standing like, 20 metres away. <laughs> it's an inferno. I swear they use more freaking fuel inside their stadium than they do at, like, the Bathurst 1000. <laughs> Yeah, that's true though. But shit, that's like any other band. If you don't click with like Slipknot, then you're thinking, who the hell is this? If you don't click with Metallica or Megadeth or Black Sabbath, that's the same point. Meh. Nah. Could have gone with any other point there, couldn't you? If you don't speak German, for example, I don't know. Whatever.
1: <laughs> Nightwish. They were Ooh, Nightwish. a truly original band back in the day, and single-handedly popularised
0: the symphonic female-fronted genre. Mmm, they did. They did a lot of stuff back in the day um very big ballady long songs there fantastic pause (laughs) i think they've had three singers now I, i check on their pages every so often but it's like um i i don't know it's been a while. It's been a while since I've checked them out. But, um... I think I listened to one of their recent albums. And it was like a whole album was one song split into 12 tracks or something. I don't know. Um, kind of had a minor resurgence as well when they did that live concert in... Fin- I want to say Finland, but it's probably Denmark. Somewhere in Europe, anyway. And, um... They did can't remember the name of the song. It's not Phantom of the Opera. Um, Nemo or something like that. Anyway, the concert was just massive. That's the point I'm trying to make. Taya's vocals were like nails on a bloody chalkboard. Thank God for floor. <laughs> yeah.
1: System of a down.
0: Oh, it's yeah. amazing
1: that they became such a massive cultural phenomenon with so few albums and very little activity.
0: And even now, their sound is still completely unique. Yeah, they... I don't think anyone's tried to emulate that style. I, like, only System of a Down could emulate their style, of course. There's quite an interesting little feat there because they they surely would have influenced a lot of bands coming up through the music scenes now, and you don't hear too much, like, covers or anything of their music. So that's um, that's a fair point. The two front men are grey day narcissists who have always put their own
1: egos before the band and its fans. So... True. So many levels.
0: Oh, like, how long have we waited for bloody Armenian democracy to come out? <sighs> Too long. We had two new songs recently, but that was probably about a year and a half ago now.
1: Cannibal Corpse. They were instrumental in bringing death metal to a wider audience, and to one of those rare examples of extreme bands that are known even by the mainstream. I've always known Cannibal Corpse. I've never gotten into them, I just can't. The shock factor wore off a long, long time ago, and they haven't really done anything relevant in many years.
0: <sighs> Again though, shock shock value doesn't matter, like anything that's shocking now is not going to be shocking in 10 years time, I guarantee it. Lorna Shaw, they're one of those few- Who? Few modern
1: extreme metal bands who are actually doing something genuinely exciting, the Wait. way- Lorna
0: Short. No, I'm gonna check them out after this.
1: Their song "Stop and Start" every thirty seconds is really.
0: F- <sighs> Maybe I won't. <laughs> Just from that note about "Stop Start," that's metalcore. Fuck. I hate that. Annoying. Ghost. That's why I just don't like metalcore scenes, because of the way it just stops, stop, waiting for a drop, and it's like, STOP teasing ME AND PLAY THE FUCKING SONG. <laughs> Tobias Forge is actually
1: a songwriting genius. He is. They need to stop that nameless gold bullshit. No one cares about their gimmicks anymore. <laughs> Tend. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> yes, they do. Death. Chuck's banshee vocals were insane, uh... and his
0: style of riffing was hugely influential. Okay, as far as death metal bands go, Death, which is an awesome name for a death metal band, um, is probably one of those bands I'm like, eh, yeah, not bad. Their prog phase in the latter stages of their career was f-ing terrible. I don't really know too much about their latter stage to be honest, I think I've only listened to three albums. And they've only got like four or five albums anyway. Sabaton, the band ch- <laughs> oh, shit. Just have such an unrelenting feel good energy to them
1: that always makes you want to stomp around. Yeah, okay. Their lyrics are so horrendous, I would honestly have thought they were a comedy band if I hadn't heard them before.
0: (laughs) To be honest, that's what I thought they were at (laughs) 1st like, ah, Sabaton, they're talking about history. This is gonna be funny, isn't it? Kind of like, you know, 80s hair metal bands. Um, (laughs) nope. They're very serious.
1: Judas Priest. Rob Halford's vocals are unmatched. Truly one of the most iconic voices ever. Kind of like a King Diamond, you know? Very unique. On stage, the band are about as mobile as a sack of potatoes. <laughs>
0: I'm I trying to think. I've seen them back again in 2019. And, I mean, Rob, despite his age and everything, he was still pretty mobile. He even got the motorbike out during Painkiller. And... Uh, I'm just trying to think, because I remember, like... I was waiting for Slayer, and their stage was over there, so I was catching them on a side glance. But, yeah, I guess so. I I don't think they moved too much. Pantera,
1: easily in the top five most
0: influential metal
1: bands ever. Featuring some of the greatest metal guitar playing ever recorded. Except for their first four albums.
0: The band are a bunch of extremely unlikable asshats. And they will also be in a live recording, which, by the time this pops out, would have already been out, so check out my live recording for this. Dream Theater, they're such great musicians that
1: even to this day, their classic album Oh, this'll be interesting. ...are still the best examples of prog metal
0: ever written. I'll be interested, yes, they... <laughs> Four of the most talented musicians put into a band, that's what I sum up with Dream Theater. I'll be interested to hear what the negative is about them.
1: Mike Portnoy's
0: personality was a big part of what made the band so good, and they just haven't been the same since he left. Not gonna argue there, Mike Portney was amazing, and when he left the band or was unceremoniously kicked out, yeah, they've kind of lost you know a personality within them. They, they wrote some pretty good stuff. The most recent album, um, what was it called? Awaken, no. It's one about aliens or something. Anyway, their most recent album wasn't too bad, but the ones before that were just shit. (laughs) They had like five albums, and it was just all terrible.
1: Five Finger Death Punch. Oh
0: no, 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 no.
1: They have Andy James on guitar, one of the best shredders in the business. I'll have to take your word for it. Don't even know how to be witty about this one. Their songs are just absolute knuckle dragging far right pandering cringe.
0: Yeah. I think I've heard, like, three songs of them, and I just don't give a shit about their music. <sighs> Do I have to give props, though? I did see a video recently of Five Finger Death Punch where... I uh, can't think of the guy's name, but um, lead singer, was it Shaddix or something? Whatever. Anyway, the lead singer stopped a show because someone had a seizure in the crowd, and not even a security guy's knew how to handle it, and he jumped down and, you know, started ministering first aid. I will give him props for that. Other than that, from what I've... everything I've heard... Absolute ass hat.
1: Mayhem. Much like Slayer, they're one of those few bands that are so legendary that their reputation and
0: cultural status holds more weight than their actual music. Their actual music is shit. I'm just gonna put that out there. It's terrible. They, uh... God, their fan base is real... Hmm. How do I word this one? Gatekeeper. Got the biggest gatekeepers in the metal industry. If you... you Yeah, if you don't live and breathe everything that they do you're just not you're not part of it especially way back when their music was being written there was a a pretty good there was a pretty good in-depth uh not research freaking video about mayhem and the kind of you know um steps that their fans were taken in the 90s and it's crazy it's like if anyone tells me oh yeah metal's crazy i'm like yeah, metal can be crazy, but have you heard of Mayhem? Like, that's the craziest of the crazies. <laughs> they are just on another level.
1: When you listen to their music objectively, forgetting about their history and stuff, mm. you soon realize they were actually pretty awful.
0: They were, they were shit and overrated. I am saying that now.
1: <laughs> Alright, mate! Wait, do, that. <laughs> do that! Do that! Then do that!
0: You should do that and do that and do that for him and me. <laughs> Okay, that was pretty sick though. That was a really good video there, um, I'm not gonna lie, that was really entertaining. There is another one as well, so, I mean, if you liked that video, tell me and I'll react because there's another video here, you probably saw it in the back in the corner if I didn't edit it out, which is the best and worst things about each of these 30 iconic rock bands, and they're talking about obviously classical rock and all that jazz. So, if you're interested in me doing a reaction to another one of Bradley Hall's videos, let me know below, and maybe I'll do another reaction, uh, as I, as I said before, check out his content as well, does some incredibly funny stuff there, so, yeah, absolutely incredible YouTuber there, all right, and thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of, <laughs> These reactions, it's been a while since I've done one of these, so, you know, I didn't realize, it. Like, shit, is that how long it's been? My gosh, talk about milking a five-minute video into a 31-minute live <laughs> stream, <laughs> all right then i should have to end this shortly so anyway everyone out there hope you have a great day stay spicy don't forget to subscribe to us have a great day stay spicy thank you for tuning in to this episode of Live, Listener erased and if you have enjoyed this episode make sure you share it with all your friends don't forget to subscribe to our chili con carnage crew so you can get notified for all the future videos that we put out as we put out videos every friday also, we are on Discord, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter over at Live Listener Race, so make sure to tune in over there. And don't forget to like this video so that our manager can stay very happy.